We will disappear, but Dickscape will live on. Another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. This is actually a special bonus episode, um, so I'm not giving it a number. I'll come up with a clever title later. And uh, yeah, we uh, if this is your first time, usually we are a weekly show. We talk about games that we've been playing and our opinions of those games, as well as all the crazy news of companies that you'd never thought would shut down, shutting down and all that sort of thing. That's uh, that will be, you know, you can find all of that in our numbered weekly show. Um, But today we're doing something a bit different. And we've I mean, we've had special episodes in the past of like, you know, we've all finished a game. Let's talk about it. Let's spoil it and all that sort of thing. Uh, A few weeks back, you got the uh, PAX special episode with interviews from developers all over the world about games that you may not have heard of that are uh, coming out and we had a great time doing that um today i am here with a close friend of mine who does some pretty cool stuff online um he's actually he might be just trying to think of like achievements that people i know have done he's he's an achiever he achieves uh it's my friend ryan he uh he goes uh <laughs> online his online persona is sidetracked uh, that's side and then T-R-A-K-K-D. Uh, and he is a Twitch streamer. Uh, he's also a speedrunner, and he uh, has several world records for speedrunning. Um, several is overblowing it, but I have some. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm looking at the list right now, and is, okay. is, there more, is there more than one? There is more than one. Sounds like several to me. Perfect. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. How about yourself, Derek? I'm doing very well. Awesome. This is the second Geekscape Games I've recorded today. So, so um, yeah, you're. It's my one day off this week, so I kind of hate everything right now. Perfect. You're filling uh, your time off with exactly what you need to do. You're good. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, give him back. Give him back. Um, yeah, I kind of I. I I feel like you have been doing some interesting stuff online and it's stuff that has always interest interested me and also eluded me because I like, so, I mean, I think we connected years ago over, we both had actually, when I met you, I didn't have a classic video game collection anymore, but you had a massive, massive collection of NES games. I think I bought a bunch, like some of your old ones off you. I think think a little bit of what I had left. Yeah. I think, I think you got some of that stuff from me. Um, but you, yeah. So like how big, <laughs> like how big, let's talk about that first. How big did your NES collection get? And it was mostly NES, right? You never really got into another platform. No, I had like, I have a bunch of PlayStation one. I have a bunch of super Nintendo and N64, but it's, you know, five games here, 10 games there at the peak of my NES collection. Uh, so the original Nintendo, I had a hair over 350 games. Jesus. Uh, yeah. And it was so and I've always been interested in collecting. Um, I, I want the whole thing. So I, I collect the the box, the instruction yeah, the complete manual. in box. Yeah. Complete in box. Yeah. If it came with a map, I wanted the map and everything. And of my 350 games, we'll call it, I think probably a good 80, 85 percent of it was complete in box with all as many of the original papers and everything that you could get. So that was yeah, I still have most of it. I've sold a little bit. But I, mm-hmm. I probably still have in the neighborhood of about 300 games. Oh, wow. So. And still at, still at that kind of 85% complete in box? Pretty much, yeah. 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 Well, and I, yeah, I remember just over the years, like, 
just you would be on the hunt, you know, eBay alert set up for like the the, the once or twice a year when a certain game would go up Ooh, in a condition that yeah. was what you were looking for. And it's just like that's some dedication. <laughs> that's, that used to be what I would do on my breaks at work is I go on, <laughs> I go on my break and I have like 15 minutes. So I'm like, okay, check all of the eBay alerts. It's like, what's up? It's like, all right, this one was just posted. Oh, it's like, oh, okay. It has the manual, but it doesn't have the box, but mm, okay. What's the price at? And then you'd sit and mm-hmm. watch some of those and, Hope you can well, snag like piecing things together like, oh, I yeah. have this game already. And because it doesn't come with the game, this auction for just the box is significantly less money. So like piecing the, the completing box together. I did that as well. Yeah. With some of them where one auction had the box and the, and the game and one auction had the manual in the game. So I bought both auctions, assembled the complete in box version from both auctions and then sold my extra copy or traded my extra copy to further the collection mm-hmm. and help fund it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I did that a few times. <laughs> and I think, I think you've explained it to me before, but why, why NES? Like, why is that the one that, cause it like, I mean, 300 X yeah, so NES titles is huge. It, and it is. It's to- over, it's over half of the library. So of of the licensed library, so if it had the official N- Nintendo seal of equality, seal of quality approval sticker, <laughs> seal of equality, the st- seal of equality, yeah, it's it's qualified. Yeah, if it had that that seal on it, that's what generally we consider the licensed library. So mm-hmm. I, I was collecting mainly those ones, the like the Tengen ones and the Color Dream ones, those unlicensed weird shaped games. They're mm-hmm. cool, but they didn't interest me as much. Mm-hmm. So of that original licensed library, there's, I believe it's 677 or 679 games. So I had just just a hair over half of the library at the peak of my collection. I guess I still kind of do. I'm like right around the 50% mm-hmm. range. Uh, but why I started collecting them was, it, it was really just a like nostalgic, nostalgia factor mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I think I started back in 2002. 2003 somewhere in there and it was i i bought uh our our friend graham i bought a his old nintendo off of him in a bunch of mm-hmm. games and i was like oh sweet like i can go back and play Mega Man 2 now it's like but i don't own Mega Man 2 so i went out and you know shopped around on ebay and found online stores and hit up pawn shops and stuff and i started collecting back all of those games that i used to play when i was a kid and something about the nintendo nes just really grabbed me it's, and I don't know mm-hmm. why, like I had an N64 growing up. I had a GameCube. My brother had a PlayStation that I played all of the time. But something about the Nintendo NES is just like when I think back to growing up playing games, you know, as a kid, like the formative years of playing games, the Nintendo NES was what really grabbed me. So and I've just been addicted to it. So it sounds like the main reason is that you are a good person because where many would you know, download Nestor or download some sort of emulator and <laughs> grab that BitTorrent for, oh, here's the entire collection of NES titles that ever released in like a hundred megabytes. Oh yeah, you, definitely. You did not do that. And cause I, you, I, I you totally, played a lot of those cartridges too, right? I like, totally even, did that like, when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but as an adult, you were like, this was cool. Now let's make it real well, and fill up my house. I mean, yeah, it's like with old pieces so of plastic. Der- Derek has been in, I don't have it up anymore, but Derek has been in my bedroom before where I displayed all of my games and like that yeah, wall, the wall is not up anymore. No, I had to take it down. Oh, yeah. I feel like 
I, I just imagine the girls would be swarming. You would think to see the wall. You would honestly think most of them just gave me like that pitied, like, oh, okay, I see what this is. Look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Is, you're okay. I understand where I sit in this relationship now. <laughs> you like me, but you love little Samson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, but. It was, it was, it took up half of my bedroom really yeah. at that point. And it was, it just kept growing and growing and growing. So no. I always imagined you like making a bed frame out of duplicate cartridges or something I like th- that. There's, there was a guy on Nintendo age who for some reason, like he wanted to buy like every copy of, I think it was Jurassic Park for, for the <laughs> Nintendo. Specifically NES. Jurassic Park. It was Park. specifically Jurassic Park. And if it wasn't Jurassic Park, then it was like Dragon Warrior one or something, but he filled a fridge with it. So like he had like just this rundown fridge that wasn't connected or anything, and he filled this fridge with Jurassic Park cartridges. It was mm-hmm. it's insane. So I never got that bad with it, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, and I feel like why you kind of gonna? It's very interesting. Like going from a nostalgia standpoint for you, I feel like a lot of it for me because I years and years ago had a pretty big like, and it started. I guess I guess it was a nostalgic thing for my dad because mm-hmm. so, my dad had a pretty big collection of classic games. Um, and I remember we would go, I would like save up my like babysitting money or my paper route money. Oh, yeah. We would go like, you know, I was like probably in still in elementary school or middle school when I started it and would, we would go, and this is when nobody cared about that stuff. Nobody cared about like retro games. Oh yeah. And so especially so back we would like go to late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. Like no one gave And on shit. like on the Island, especially type thing on like, yeah, where we're both, we're both from a small Island, uh, off the coast of Vancouver and they, but yeah, we would go to like garage sales and it would be like, you would, you know, you would get, Oh, there's just this, here's a bucket of like old people would expect, here's a bucket of shit. I don't want. And yeah. it's like $10. And it's like, I, like now, like you just don't see that. I feel like in the same way that stuff is scoured through before before you would ever get an opportunity to see it, and uh, it makes it so much harder now. But yeah, I guess it was a nostalgic thing for my dad. Whereas for me, it was something where it's like this is cool stuff that I've not experienced before, and I want to, you know, what's a Sega Saturn or what's a Sega CD? Why, like, why are why why is this old lady getting rid of this? Like, this is so cool. What is this? Like all and, that sort of thing. I wanted to play, and it wasn't, and it was hard, a lot of those things. It was harder to just. You know, you couldn't just click a button as easily and get to play it, and especially not with the real controllers and everything like that. And I think that's where it really came from for me. And it's it's an interesting way that that works because, like, when I first started collecting, it was you know, oh, I wanted to play. I used to rent Mega Man three all the time, right? Like, it's my favorite Mega Man game. So one of the first games I bought when I started collecting was, well, I want to play Mega Man three again, so I bought mm-hmm. it. But after I got to a point where it's like, okay, all of the games I remember from when I was a kid, I've I bought them and played them now, but what was I hearing about at the time where it's like, I could never afford that. I never had that console or anything. And it kind of grew out into that. Like I remember playing Mega Man X for the super Nintendo and then, but I never played X two or three. And then I looked up Mega Man X three and like, I mean, that cartridge is ridiculous by the way. If you, if you own (laughs) Mega Man X three, it is a ridiculously expensive cartridge. But back when I started collecting, you could buy it for about a hundred dollars, which at the time was a lot of money. Uh No one. So you didn't buy it then. And now you couldn't buy it and, now. And I can't afford it now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember getting into Sega Dreamcast for kind of the same thing that you're talking about. Because at the time, 
I never owned a Sega Dreamcast when I was growing up. Mm. No one I knew owned a Sega Dreamcast growing up. I, I owned a Sega Dreamcast. I, because, yeah, you would, you would, wouldn't you? You're that old. I had a, it was like I had a Dreamcast instead of like a PS2 and I oh, had yeah. a and I had a Neo Geo Pocket Color instead of a Game Boy Color. So you picked like you went with you have two options. You could buy a, a, a PS2 or you could get a Dreamcast and you're like, "You know what? Sega's been doing a lot of really good stuff lately. I'm going to go with Sega." <laughs> They've hey, never they had powers. The Dreamcast had Power Stone, okay? Okay, that's fair. That was a good game. Dreamcast had pa- and Virtua Tennis. I never played that one, but okay. And they promised me Half-Life and it just never came out, all right? I feel like that was probably the one system Half-Life didn't come out on at that time. I actually, well, and so we are way, we're getting way off topic, but let's just tell this story. So Half-Life was finished for Sega Dreamcast. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And so, and it was just that the kibosh happened on the Dreamcast, like right before it came. Like it was to the point where like, like I had gaming magazines that had ads for the Dreamcast version of Half-Life and um the i think one of the main one of the big issues with the dreamcast is it was really easy to pirate for like there was no copy protection or anything like that and so my my dad uh you know he was getting those calls from shaw really early on that he was going over his bandwidth because he was downloading dreamcast games oh, yeah. like there was like there was no tomorrow uh, and he found a copy of half-life <laughs> and uh so the first con- the first time that i played through and completed half-life it was actually on the sega just the sega dreamcast and it had a it was kind of it was great but it was also kind of awful because there was this bug where when you saved the game it wouldn't like overwrite the save so it wouldn't take up the same amount it would double in capacity every time oh wow um and so like every few times i and i, I think i actually bought because you couldn't just delete the save file uh so i actually bought a second vmu which was the memory card for the dreamcast i bought a second one so that i could pop the second one in to save so i could then quit and then erase the the file off the memory card so i could keep going so it was i don't know why i just didn't get like the yeah like the pc version i mean i probably didn't have a computer that could run it at that time but um (laughs) that is a memory of mine is every every like hour or so quitting the game so i could still manage the memory card to clear up space breaking the immersion of the game so you could go out delete a swap your save files around delete an old one so that you can complete, keep playing the game <laughs> uh great game though i can't wait for uh episode three you know i hear it's right around the corner <laughs> right. like any I day now it's, it's coming out for the dreamcast for, of course they the they dreamcast. would could you imagine if half-life 3 finally came out and it was like a dreamcast and sega saturn exclusive <laughs> uh i mean it would be i think that would be really cool it would be awesome i have i still have my dreamcast so i wouldn't have to go hunting for one or anything like that i would just be able to play it. nice um <laughs> and, but yeah so i mean how did so okay so speed when did you get into speed running like you this Ooh. is something you've been doing for a while now but how did it evolve from i just want to play these games to i want to play these games over and over and over and over and over and over and over to shave milliseconds at a time from my best time it because it sounds really it sounds really intriguing you know and it's i started four or five years ago honestly um i used to be part of a uh, an emulation website you're talking about how i was a great guy i used to i used to be a huge <laughs> member of a uh, of an emulation website called emu paradise like, yeah it's i was just gonna say hey you know emu paradise that's my site it, it, and honestly I made, I made that i didn't i didn't make it but i was uh I've been around those message boards since 2001, I think 2001 or 2002, somewhere in there. Uh, I used to help them create content and stuff for it. And really, yeah, I used to like be a super moderator on their message boards. 
Uh, like I was heavily involved in, in that world kind of thing. But me and a, a bunch of the other guys there, like I, I kind of fell out of emulation around the time I started collecting. Like I didn't really emulate that much anymore just because I like the feel of playing on an actual CRT TV with a real console and a real controller sure. in my hand. Uh, but around that time was when Let's Play videos were becoming big. Uh, mm. And I, I feel like it was before Game Grumps and you know PewDiePie and all, all of those guys, like before the really big boom that happened within the last few years. It was just people uploading random crap videos to their channels and sharing it with their friends, really. Uh, so one of the games that I picked up, and I was like, I used to own Batman for the for the mm-hmm. NES back when I was a kid, and I never beat it. I'm like, well, this would be a good reason to sit down. I'm and with beat you there. It. Did you? I've still never. Beat you've it. still never beaten it. It's because oh. I. I mean, I haven't tried in a decade. But I mean, still, it's not. It's not as hard as people say it is. I remember it being hard though, but I was also probably like six or seven. Oh yeah, I don't think I ever beat the yeah. third level when I was a kid. Yeah, but, yeah. but when approaching it as a so how old would I have been? I'd have been around twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, maybe a bit younger, but around mid twenties, approaching it as someone with a bit more gaming life experience and, and totally, patience yeah. and stuff, I didn't find it that difficult of a game. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I beat it for this let's play video that I made for four other people on a message board I was on. And <laughs> I mean, that's what we record this podcast for. Exactly. Like your five viewers, I'm sure they're they're all very, very friendly, friendly people. But <laughs> yeah, so I started doing that and I don't know, somewhere in there, just playing that game in particular, uh, it kind of just grabbed a bug in me. And I was like, I wonder if I could beat this game without dying. Because I, like, I could beat the game, but I'd have to farm health and I'd have to take intentional game overs and some of it was mm-hmm. challenging. So, so I just challenged myself to beat the game without taking a death at all, intentional or otherwise. And I think I beat it in uh, 20 minutes, something like that. Like it was a terrible, terrible run, but I beat the game without dying. And then I kind of started thinking like, I wonder how fast I could do that. Like if I didn't have to stop and farm for health, if I didn't have to take these enemies really slowly, how mm-hmm. like, could I beat the game in 15 minutes? So I, I did that. I played through it a few more times, gradually getting more and more understanding of the game. And I think my first actual finished speed run attempt of it was like 15 minutes and 30 seconds or something like that and, and is that like like speed run attempt as in you're recording it to record your time I, at that point or i, was, I mean i guess because you were you had the like were you doing it as a speed run or was that still like just a personal goal type this, thing at, at this point? point this was still a personal goal type i didn't know what speed running was at this point okay yeah i think i'd seen um one or two speed running videos of like it, and probably most people remember um because it was huge back when it came out. There was a Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, TAS that, that came out. And a TAS is a tool-assisted speed run. It's a whole, a whole other thing than like actual human speed running. But there was, a, there was a Super Mario Brothers 3 video that came around of someone beating the game in like 9 minutes and 45 seconds or 10 minutes and 45 seconds, something like that, that went viral back in the, you know, in 2012 or 2013 or something like that. I feel like I remember that. And I feel like, it, I feel like it just looked super weird. Cause he was just like flying over everything basically. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. So, but that was my kind of exposure to speed running was those kinds of videos of technical marvels of someone sitting on an emulator and frame advancing, you know, one frame at a time to get a perfect gameplay kind of thing. Like I didn't think of speed running as something that people did, just something that, you know, these really, 
cool videos on YouTube were. Mm-hmm. So there were no people behind it. It was just footage of gameplay. They just appeared, the videos. Exactly, yeah. They just appeared out of the ether, and then millions <laughs> of people watched it, and then they disappeared in the recesses of, of our minds. So, mm-hmm. uh, so when I started, like, I just sat down and I had, a, I think, the timer on my phone or something like that. I wasn't recording any, or I was recording it, but I wasn't recording it with the posterity of this is a speed run. I was just kind of recording it to have video proof that I had done this thing so I could share mm-hmm. it with my four friends on Yumi Paradise. <laughs> so I did that and I was just recording it with like the stopwatch app on my phone. And I, I beat it in, you know, 15 minutes and 30 seconds or somewhere in there. But around that time was when I started thinking like, I wonder if other people did this. And I looked up, mm-hmm. um, I think I just typed Batman Nintendo NES world record, something like that. And it took me to uh, a website called Speed Demos Archive. And within the speedrunning scene, it's, it is a huge website. They're kind of the original godfathers of the speedrunning scene. That's kind of not really where it was born, but it's kind of where it became popular, I guess. They, mm-hmm. used, they used to hold uh, a bunch of uh, Quake and... Uh, metroid prime runs and that kind of stuff they mainly developed their own quake but they, they have their own really fascinating history but once they expanded into being the speedrunning website they had all kinds of world record videos on there and i found the batman world record video and the guy at the time a speedrunner named dexter had the world record at 10 minutes and 13 seconds i believe and so I was watching this video. I'm like, I, I thought I was doing really good beating it in 15 minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, how did he beat this over four minutes faster than me? So I started watching his video and seeing like, oh, I see. Like he skips through these enemies by doing this. He, mm. he you know, finds a way to never stop running in this section kind of thing. And I started copying what he did and just practicing by myself in isolation. Like I'm playing on a TV in the corner of my living room, no emulator, no practice, no nothing. I'm just playing the game over and over and over again, trying to get a lower time. <laughs> and I, I got it down to 11 minutes and 35 or 1140, something like that. 11 minutes and change seconds kind of thing, just from watching this one guy's videos. Uh-huh. And then I started like, I wonder what other stuff he does. So I looked up him personally and I found he had done a run at a games done quick, which is a huge charity marathon. Uh, It's held twice a year, once in January, once in July. And it's put on by people originally from speed demos archive. I don't know if, if they're still affiliated with it, but originally it was just a bunch of guys from speed demos archive got together for a marathon charity event and they for seven days 24 hours a day runners stream their games you know back to back to back and they raise money to help various various charities usually the prevent cancer foundation and doctors without borders but dexter did a run at this gdq and during this run they're talking about all of the different things that they're doing and that's really what got me into speed running was the fact that there were hundreds of people at this event that was running for a week long that were all passionately talking about their games and how to beat them fast. That was kind of my real introduction to what speed running as a, 
as a community was not just me sitting mm-hmm. with a stopwatch on my phone kind of thing, seeing if I could beat Batman without dying. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the big, that was the first, that was, that was, the yeah, first. that was what really introduced me to it. So. And, and did you, for instance, now like, for instance, looking up your speedrun.com profile, there's a bunch of games on there, but did you stick with Batman until you got to a point or did you go to other games and then come back to Batman? Cause as of right now, you're ninth in the world. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> for Batman, the video game. Dexter is in second place at this point, which means that was... Because how long ago did you say that that was? that was? This would have been... I feel like it was 2014. Sounds right. So that's like four years ago. And since that time, Dexter's score has only been improved on by one second. Which sounds crazy. No, it's been improved. So, okay, kind of... Yes, or this the current score. His, cur- current, his current his current score, score, yeah. So the current world record for people that don't know, the current world record for the Batman, the game we've been talking about, is held by a guy named Endy. Uh, so he's a Swedish runner, and he has a what is it a nine fifty six? Yeah, nine fifty six. So him and Dexter over the last year, um, year to year and a half, have been trading the world record back and forth. Now to put this in perspective. When I got into this game with, and Dexter had a 10-13. Sorry, I'm just actually going to bring mm-hmm. the board up right now because I haven't looked at it in a little bit. Uh, so Dexter's world record of a 10-13 four years ago has only been beaten by two other people other than Dexter. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, fourth place. There's a three-way tie for fourth place of people with a 10-15. And then third place is a 10-04. And then only Dexter and Endy have been able to beat the game in less than 10 minutes. So, mm-hmm. and even when I, and I feel like that's in, like, <laughs> like these scores are so fast are. and, and Andy and Dex, they're 30 seconds ahead of what you're at right and, now. And how many, like how this is like, there's probably no way of knowing, but how many hours do you think you've put into Batman specifically to get to that point? Batman specifically, I would say, Probably a hundred hours off off and on. I'd say hours. probably a hundred hours off and on. But in my case, you would be able to get a ten twenty six, which is my current personal best and has me in ninth place. Um, you would be able to get a ten twenty six probably with about thirty hours of practice and run attempts. I feel like, uh, but because okay. I approached the game so. The way I started speedrunning wasn't a good way to start speedrunning, basically, because I okay. never practiced anything. I just started up the game and kept playing. I didn't try to improve mm-hmm. on the areas that I was struggling with because I could never identify the okay. areas I was struggling with. So, so put put a pause there. So, I want to start speedrunning today. <laughs> How do I? You said you didn't start in a good way, and oh, there's God, better ways no. to do it. What if I say little kid comes up to you, your son comes up to you, Dad? Yeah. I want to be a speedrunner. <laughs> When I grow up, what advice do you give him? So, first off, speedrunning is not a great career. <laughs> uh, let's see. the The biggest thing, the biggest thing, is picking a game that you can sit down and play, and you're not going to get bored of. Um, a lot of people get burnt out really fast. I get bored of like a new game, like fucking. I, I'm buying a new game every week, and I put like two hours into them. I can't imagine playing so the it, same Batman over and over again for a hundred hours. So you would be really bored as a speedrunner. I feel like because 
What's okay? So, Derek, what is your favorite game? Like, is there a game that you go back on and you find yourself consistently playing that came out twenty years ago or ten years ago or something like that? Uh, the game I've probably replayed the most, regardless of generation, is probably Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two or Three. Okay. So, when you replay those games, do you just sit down and do you play it? and then just beat each level and then move on? Or do you set personal challenges for yourself? Like I'm going to try and beat this one and chain the biggest combo together. I usually like, I would usually like, I wouldn't move on in, in career mode or whatever the main mode is. I wouldn't move on until I a hundred percent at that level. So, so that, all goals, so if, cause if usually you, yeah, all goals, secret tape. Yeah. So biggest if combos, you were to start speed running, uh, it, I'm saying you specifically, Derek, mm-hmm. were to start speed. What about your son? He would probably, I would start him on, he really likes Pokemon. Uh, probably Pokemon, but Pokemon has its own issues. <laughs> Pokemon is RNG hell. Um, mm. Because, so RNG is uh, a term we use for luck. It stands for random number generator, which because video games are just programs, it's there is no actual luck randomness to it it's all of the randomness is deterministic from the program we just Mm -hmm. can't always control it so pokemon would be a terrible speed run i feel for someone's first one well i shouldn't say that because it all depends on the type of game you like to play but the issue with pokemon is that there's a ton of random uh chance every time you're in the tall grass basically yeah so and you could gain and lose time from random encounters or getting a getting hit with a critical hit and you're you die and you have to either restart the game because you died or you lose five minutes because you died so i feel like you wouldn't be able to see the progress as fast with that game but i Mm -hmm. do know that people love pokemon and it would be a, a good first introduction into speedrunning because it's a game that they can sit down and they can play it over and over and over again. So, yeah, so like you're Tony Hawk. And they have every time a new generation comes Exactly. Out. I still play, like I played Pokemon Blue five months ago, I feel like, and just mm. sat down and played through it and beat it. I didn't play it as a speedrunner. I just played it just to casually beat it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, your your Tony Hawk example is probably the best one to go with for for you. Is you go back and play Tony Hawk once every six months, let's say. Let's just mm-hmm. throw a random six every six months. You go back and play Tony Hawk. So if you try and I won't progress from this level without one hundred percenting the level first, then the natural progression of that is well, I how fast can I one hundred percent this level and mm-hmm. just get a stopwatch and go. And then you'll see like, Oh, that took me 10 minutes to do. I don't know how long you would, I don't know anything about Tony Hawk speed running. So I don't know if 10 minutes is really good, really bad, anything like that, but it's probably bad. It's probably really bad. Cause now that I said <laughs> that I don't know anything about it, I do know that the world record for one of the games is less than 10 minutes. So <laughs> I don't remember which one, but one of them it's, it's, it is because well, in a run fast. in career mode, you get two minutes. And so there was definitely like I got to a point where I could do all of the goals in a given level in the two minute period. Yeah. But also if I like but also I think you can end your run at any time. So because, of course, after you get all 10 goals, there's not especially if you're going for speed, there's not a purpose in continuing at that point. So you can get the goals as fast as possible in the run and move on to the next level. So what you've just done now is you've started routing Tony Hawk 
pro, pro skater something, whatever number you like to play. So because that's exactly what you would do is you, you would look at it and say, well, how fast would it take me to get 100% of everything in the level? And it's mm-hmm. okay, let's say it takes you a minute and 30 seconds average. You're like, okay, well, can I do it faster than a minute and 30 seconds? And then you would look at all of the things that you have to do. And you would go through and say like, okay, well, this is the way I normally do it. Is there a faster way to do it? And then you would Mm -hmm. kind of look at, well, to go from this tape to this gold emblem takes 15 seconds to get from here to here. But Mm -hmm. if I go from this gold tape to, or secret tape to this secret tape, and then over to this gold emblem, it takes 20 seconds, but I cut five seconds off of going back and taking the, getting the other secret tape this way, Mm -hmm. something like that. But you find a game that you like to play over and over and over again, and you start setting small little personal goals of, and this is extremely basic starting to speed run. You're like, you're not recording anything unless you already have that technology, I guess. But you, right. you start setting up those personal goals. And then you start looking at it as, where am I losing time in my runs? Mm-hmm. So, okay, I can beat this game in 12 minutes, for example. Actually, I'll use... I'll use Batman as my example because I actually know Batman. Um, so you know Batman like no one knows Batman. Andy uh, knows Batman like no like one only, knows Batman. You know Batman like only eight other people in the world know Batman. I, okay, let's go with that one. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I know Batman like better than most people know Batman. There's a lot I don't know about the game, but there's I I do have a pretty good deep deep understanding of kind of how it works as a speed run. Mm-hmm. Um. When I first started trying to improve it, and my personal best was, let's say, 11 minutes and 30 seconds, I really wish I'd written down like what time I actually got back then, but it was just mm-hmm. in my head. But it was around 11 minutes and 30 seconds. If I had looked at that, and then I looked at Dexter's 10:13 world record, where am I losing time to him? And that's kind of like, right. okay, I've, I've completed a few runs now. I've played through the game to the best of my ability. Let's start seeing what other people are doing to the game. So I look specifically to Dexter because Dexter is the Batman god. He has, if not held the world record, been in second place for five years, basically. So like, and when him and uh, I think it was Funk Doc back in the day when they were trading off the world records, it was Dexter was the only one who ever managed to beat Funk Doc, and then they okay. kept knocking it down and knocking it down, and then Dexter demolished that game basically it is uh one of my one of my good friends that i've met on twitch is uh junkyard dave uh and he is third place in batman and it took it has taken him months to get down into that 1005 10 i think his pb is 1004 right now range and he's still almost 10 seconds slower than Andy and dexter are yeah. kind of thing which is ridiculous he's he's grinding for the sub 10 time right now and watching him play it is really fun but the amount of work and knowledge of the game you have to have to get down there is ridiculous so uh but look at look at those those kinds of people so the top three of the leaderboard right now is nd in first dexter in second junkyard dave in third so mm-hmm. look at their three videos and say okay how does my level one compare to their level one it's like, where are they gaining time on me? And right. try and fix it. And if you can't figure out how to fix it, you know, one part, you need a better understanding of the game or reach out to them if you can. Most of these guys will stream on Twitch. 
or, okay. you know, they'll hang out on discord. Or if you don't want to do that yet, study the videos and improve on what you can, what you can see going on. Like, Oh, he throws a, uh, he throws a battering here and it hits this enemy and kills him. So he never has to stop moving. That's a simple thing that you can improve on in your runs and you'll start to slowly eke your time down. And then the second biggest thing, and most new speedrunners don't do this, honestly, is just practice everything. Don't just mm-hmm. load up the game and start playing, but sit down and I'm I'm having trouble getting out of level three. Practice level three. Only play level three over and over and over again until you can consistently beat it at as close to the fastest as you possibly can every time. Mm-hmm. And the practice is mind-numbingly dull sometimes <laughs> and it is but it is what separates someone who can who can speed run and get a good time from someone who can speed run and get a world record time or a top right. five time depending on the game like uh, i know that endy has been playing batman off and on for three years i'm pretty sure he said <laughs> and Jesus. and i bet you like i i said i had a hundred hours in the game he's probably got yeah 300 or 400 hours into the game so i mean junkyard dave has been playing it off and on for a year and a half to two years and i think he started he has it on on his his splits on his stream but i I think he has started eleven thousand runs of batman and he he has finished 1200 of them so he has like a a 10 percent completion rate of all of the runs that he started because i mean at that at times like that as soon as you're off a few frames like you're you might as well restart right for some of it yeah so yeah batman isn't quite at that point yet but it's getting there Mar- super mario mm-hmm. brothers is at that point mm-hmm. yeah actually that's that's another good one because they the world record for that was just improved recently but that's a that's a game where you can start it up and try and copy the world record and you'll have no idea what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Because they've developed these systems over hundreds and hundreds of hours. Probably for for Mario Brothers to get into the top five, probably a couple thousand hours. Well, not a couple thousand, but probably a thousand hours, I bet you. Yeah. Yeah. But so so you talk about number one being choose games that you're not going to hate yourself for choosing. Basically. So so for yourself. So you you're listed for a number of games. Why don't you take us through a little bit about <laughs> why you chose the games you chose and and the records that you have? Okay, so Batman. Also, do you get a trophy when you're at number one? I mean, there's a trophy next to my name. So I, what about like a real trophy? No. How about like a plaque? I wish that would be really cool. What about a certificate? What about a certificate? If you get a really technically, uh, you could be published in the Guinness Book of World Records. Ooh, that's which, cool. which is really cool. Usually the gamer edition, but <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's still an edition. It, it is, yeah, right. It has Guinness Book of World Records across the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main speedrunning website now for most games is is just speedrun.com. It's it's a leaderboard system. It's moderated by each individual community. So the people that play Batman are the people that moderate the Batman leaderboards. It's not some like Twin Galaxies has the issue of they have select judges that moderate everything. Whereas, right, yeah, yeah. well, maybe they don't know everything about Batman for the Nintendo NES, right? So they might not be able to pick up on cheating or they might not understand what's going on. So they might not verify a run that way. Whereas the people that run Batman are the people that verify other runs for Batman. 
So it, it has that benefit going for it. But the Guinness Book of World Records pulls their world record information that is published in their their books from speedrun.com. So and they mm-hmm. don't publish every single game. It'll be the popular ones like Super Mario Brothers or, you know, uh, Link to the Past or stuff like that. But you could get published in Guinness Book of World Records. So there's your recognition. If you want to start speed running, if you want to get into the Guinness Book of World Records, just get a world record in one of these random games that they'll occasionally pull out. So, <laughs> uh, but what got me into... So, so Batman was the first one that I did, but I kind of left that for a long time because uh, I started running that one and then... I kind of took a really long break where I didn't really know if it was a thing that I wanted to do. I kind of just randomly would do speed runs on the weekends. And then I started running a game called Panic Restaurant, which if you're a Nintendo NES collector, um, is one of, I'd say, the top 20 rarest games for the Nintendo NES. It's it's a really rare game, very expensive to buy nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I... I bought it from for my collection and I sat down and I started playing it. I'm like, well, this, you know, this game's kind of fun. I wonder what the world record is for this. And I looked it up and it was held by a, a very well-known a Nintendo NES speedrunner, a dude named White Hat 94, who has the records in several NES games, like probably 40 or 50 NES games. Jesus. Yeah, he's, he exclusively runs NES titles and is very good at them. Uh, so I looked it up and he was the world record holder with a time of 14 minutes and 10 seconds. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I think I could beat that. So I started playing through the game and I started timing my runs and like, and I was getting closer to him. I finished a run in, at 15 minutes and then at 14 minutes and 45 seconds and then 1430. And I just kind of gradually edged my time down until I managed to beat his time. And I got, I think, I think it was a 14 minute and six second run. Actually, I can probably pull it up right now. Wonder. Uh, or would it be? Be statistics. They have all kinds of cool information on here. Uh, yeah, it was a 1406 and I got it February 18th, 2016. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I, I really started speed running like Batman and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I played it and I speed ran. But this one was the first time I sat down, I recorded runs, I had a timer going to make it look all official and stuff, and I submitted it to a, lead, a leaderboard. And it was when I, I got the world record for Panic Restaurant. And then I took a step back, I didn't really know what to play anymore. I think I picked up the Japanese version of Panic Restaurant just to play that one. And then about mm-hmm. a year later, um, actually, yeah, just looking at it, on March 10th, 2017, uh, a dude named Axel Blaze uh, beat my time. Like he be- he beat yeah. my world record by two seconds. And I'm like, holy, holy crap, this guy beat. That's got to like re. That's like fuck you. It, I got to play this. That's right exactly now. what it is. Like you bastard, yeah. you beat my time. And then a couple a couple yeah. days later, he got a 13 minute and 59 second run. So it's like holy shit, you beat my time, and you're the first person to get below 14 minutes. Like you you yeah. you took all of the glory from it. <laughs> so and then. So I was kind of like gearing up my interest to actually get back into this and start submitting runs again and studying like, okay, well, how did you beat my time by, you know, at that point, seven seconds, which to me seemed astronomical at the time. 
That's yeah, that's unsubstantial, yeah, especially for a short game like that, like 14 minutes, like to beat a world record by seven seconds. It's, it's not unheard of, but it's and especially a game that isn't heavily contested, but it's to, to knock it down that much in a game that is as straightforward as Panic Restaurant is where you can't run, you can't speed up by any means. You can just uh, not stop as much as possible. <laughs> Basically, you can beat bosses faster and that's about it or as I yeah. thought at the time. Yeah. And then another dude, a guy named Hyrexen, lowered the world record again. And I'm like, holy shit, Like I need to get back in on this. And this was uh, July of last year. And that's when I really came back and started uh, sp- speedrunning as I speedrun now kind of thing. Okay. So, so that kind of, that the fact, like someone beating you kind of lit that fire, which hasn't subsided. Ba- still. Basically, yeah. Because before it was, it felt like something I was doing in isolation. I wasn't taking advantage of the community aspect of it. It was just, I, I wonder right. if I could beat this time. And then I beat that time. I'm like, all right, I'm done now. Because like, I was kind of done with it. What's the next challenge after that? Improving my own time is fun, but it's not as fun as beating someone else's time and making your time totally. untouchable. So when I came back to it, when people started beating that old time, which had, which had stood for over a year, which is, you know, not a small amount of time. And mm-hmm. then I came back to it and I started studying like, okay, well, where did you guys save time on me? And I sat down with it and I practiced what they were doing. And then I started looking at the game and trying to figure out how the game worked. Like, okay, well, this, like, if I do this, this, and this, if I do X, Y, and Z, this is technically like ever so slightly faster. Like this will save half of a second. And then if I do that and I also do this later on, this also saves half a second. So you start optimizing. Sounds it. like uh, sounds like routing. It, to it me. is a hundred percent routing. Sounds like routing. So and it was uh, there were my for the game Panic Restaurant in particular. Uh, myself and Hyrexen, who who ended up taking the world record in July. Um, him and I routed panic restaurant everyone up until that point played the game normally and just tried to, you know, not, not die at bosses and beat bosses as fast as possible and mm-hmm. not stop running. Hyrexen and I started act actively investigating how the game worked and figuring out, uh, one of the big things that you can save time with in this game is how lag affects how the game works. So if the game, la- it's a 60 frames per second game, so if you lose 10 frames to lag, then you're losing, you know, 0.1 or 0.2 seconds. And every mm-hmm. time you lose 10 frames, like that time's just gone. So him and I figured out how to save all of those lag frames. Like <laughs> if we beat this enemy and this enemy and we jump in this pattern so that we don't spawn this guy, then this guy won't spawn and we save half a second in lag. That sounds ridiculous. It is. And that's that's at the point where speedrunning isn't necessarily for everybody. <laughs> because <laughs> that does not sound fun at all. But it's really, it's really fun. And th- what I love about speedrunning is um it's it's a community effort. It's not that I want to be the best in the world. It's I mean, yeah, I do, but I also if I know that my time can be beaten by 10 seconds, I either want to do it myself or I want to help the next guy do it. Kind of mm-hmm. thing. So him and I started talking, and we're first and second place in the world at this point. I I took back my time, and then he took he. I got a thirteen minute and forty four second run, I think. Yeah, sorry, he got a thirteen forty nine. Literally a week later, I got a thirteen forty four, 
literally a week after that, he got a 1339. Five days after that, I got a 37. That's like pretty fat. That's like, I'm I, I'm sick. I'm not going to work. That's, I got to keep working on my time. It was this guy's going to beat it in a couple of days. Well, when I got my 13 minute and 37 second time, he beat it the next day Jeez. with a 1331. Mm-hmm. And then I beat his 1331 four days later, five days later, by 10 frames. I think that this was when him and I started timing in milliseconds because a full second. Didn't I saw do that. Justice. I, yeah, I can see that on the yeah. like on the leaderboard. Everyone else is just down to the second, and you two are to milliseconds. Yeah, <laughs> Be, because and it's a weird thing. And some games will do it, and some games don't. And him and I wanted to do it because we were the only two actively pushing the time down, and we're like, you know what? A tied world record is really cool, but I want to know who was actually faster. Was it you or was it me? And I was faster than him by literally 0.1 seconds. So I had the world record at that time. And yep. then he beat me by a little bit and we we kept knocking it down from there. But what was really cool about it was him and I were constantly discovering these new things about the game and we were telling each other about it. It okay. wasn't me sitting sitting in my chair in the corner of my living room like just playing a game and like, Ooh, I discovered a new strat, keep it to myself until I can beat the world record by 20 seconds or whatever. It's the moment I discovered something. It's like, dude, did you know that if you do this, this, and this, it'll save, you know, 0.5 seconds mm-hmm. in this one screen. And he's like, Holy crap. I just discovered that if you jump here at the exact perfect time, you can. That's interesting. So you're working together and also against each other at that point. And it's, I'd like to call it, it's cooperative competition. It's, yeah. It's me versus my time in the game, but it's me versus the game and it's him versus the same game. And through that method, it's us versus each other. Yeah. Which is what I feel that's the real strength of speed running is because it's not, you know, in the fighting game community, it's, it's you against all of your competitors. So if you have a strategy that works, like it's, it's, it's good to keep it to yourself because that's your edge up. Right. Whereas uh-huh. within speed running is we just want to see these games beaten really fast because we find that really cool. So it doesn't matter if I have the world record, if Hyrexon has the world record, if Endy or Dexter have the world record. Like we're all sharing all this information because it's all about how the game ticks and can we push it that extra little step forward kind of thing. So and, mm-hmm. and that's what him and I did with that. And we so when I got my first world record at 1406. And I say world record, like, oh, my God, it was super prestigious. There was eight people, I think, on the leaderboard. Like, it was really cool for me to have, like, that trophy next to my name. But it's not like, oh, my God, I'm the best in Duero did this. <laughs> but when we ground it down to that, there were 30 other times on the leaderboard, I think, by the time we were done with it. 30 other people yeah. had picked up this game. And him and I were still number one and number two. So it's kind of re- it's kind of reinvigorating attempts for that game as well. It, it was, yeah. And I mean, if you if you look at the leaderboard right now, which I'm sure you're doing, there's I have a thirteen twenty seven point zero three three. He uh-huh. has a thirteen thirty point two, and then third place is thirteen minutes and forty three seconds. Like yeah, like you said, like a crazy. full a full fifteen seconds behind me, and thirteen mm-hmm. seconds behind uh, Hyrexon. And then a 45 in fourth place and then a 54 in fifth. 
And well, and then and then like White Hat, the guy that had it originally, he's fourteen ten. Yeah, and he, so he's thirty. He's forty seconds out from where you guys are, right? Exactly, now. right. So, and it's that when him and I like worked the game down like that, it was like that was really cool to see where fourteen ten White Hat's fourteen ten used to be the world record mm-hmm. when when he said it. That was the world record, and we've since knocked over. We've knocked forty three seconds off of that, mm-hmm. and finding the time to do that and the time within the game and Hyrexon and I finding the time to route the game and actually investigate it was what really invigorated me into like, this is something that I want to do constantly kind mm-hmm. of thing. And like panic restaurant is quote unquote, what I'm known for. And we got, a, mm-hmm. a, we got a lot of uh, recognition within the retro speedrunning community for our work on that game. Yeah. And by that, I mean, 10 people know who I am on Twitch, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, but that's what really started it with me. And that's kind of what got my name out there. And yeah. then I moved on from there. And like, when I set that time, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Now, what game do I play next? Now you're starting the project all over again. Mm-hmm. So I ended up picking up uh, battle kid or, which is a homebrew game for the NES, which most people know about because of the game grumps episode where Aaron rages at the screen for, probably 45 minutes and then <laughs> and then quits because he can't beat it. it it's, it's a brutally hard uh, precision platforming game. Yeah. But when I was watching all those GDQ runs back in the day, I saw people playing this game and I was like, that's really cool. And then I bought the game for myself because it was a game. It's the style of game that I like to play. And I mm-hmm. sat down and just started playing it and I really enjoyed it. So kind of the same thing with panic restaurant like okay i really enjoy playing this how deep can i push it so that was the second game for me was was uh battle kid and i knew i couldn't match infested rich who has the world record his time is incredibly insane but i set a goal for myself of i can't beat that time i know with my skills as a gamer i can't beat that time so where would I be happy setting a goal for myself? I'm like, well, if I can get into the top three, that would be mm-hmm. really cool. If I can beat mm-hmm. the game without dying and get into the top three, like I set that goal for myself where it's, I didn't have my sights on world record and you don't always have to have your sights on world record as a speedrunner, but yeah. you can sit down and say, I really enjoy playing this game. So I'm going to play it until I reach a goal that I have for it. For some people, it's I'm going to play Mario Brothers 1 until I can beat it in less than five minutes. And Mm -hmm. for for me, with that game, it was uh, beat it without dying and beat and get into third place. So you could do that with Tony Hawk, man. I probably won't. But you you could. (laughs) Because there's new games coming out. I got to play this. I I bought a new game today that I got to play after we finish this. Like there's just too much, too many games. See, uh, that is that is the downfall with this, too, is I'll sit down. Oh, like the games that you've missed out on? Oh, my God. Like so many. Like, yeah, like every time I like I feel like every time we talk, I'm like, have you played this? Have you looked at this? And it's like, nah. No, no, I spent I spent an hour playing Puss in Boots. (laughs) 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 Because why not? No, I didn't play that. But (laughs) because why? But I shaved two seconds off my Batman PB. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell me about how great Super Mario Odyssey is. Oh, it's the greatest (laughs) game of the year. Well, (laughs) well, well, maybe I'll speed run it in 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. Um, What's what's been your what's been your favorite game to speed run so far? Oh, 
probably Battle Kid. Okay. So I have two. I have two for very different reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Panic Restaurant has been my favorite because of Hyrex Hyrex and my camaraderie with it. Yeah. And Panic Restaurant was the game that started me streaming because Hyrexen encouraged me to start streaming because, well, hey, if we're doing runs of this together and we're showing stuff off, like I should be streaming so that you can see what we're doing. Kind of mm-hmm. So that was like, that was a big formative moment for me. And then Battle Kid was my favorite just because I love the way that game plays. Like I can sit mm-hmm. down and play Battle Kid any day, any time of the week. And mm-hmm. and still have a good. And time. you have many times for many weeks. I have for several times. It, it took me. <laughs> I think it took me often on six months to get my goal time in Battle Kid. Yeah, but that's a very different style of game. Sure, so, but yeah, but that one uh, that one was fun for me because it has my coolest moments of. I was streaming my attempts of it, and people that I looked up to and respected, like infested rich who has the world record for battle kid and several other games and spiriax who was in second place and uh cool kid who's a very well-known uh speed runner he actually just got the super mario brothers 2 world record uh mm. yesterday or the day before he has the mega man's one and two world record like a, a very cool group of people that i kind of looked up to and idolized a little bit Mm-hmm. started following me because I was playing Battle Kid. And so yeah. getting that recognition of, wow, these people that I respect also are interested in what I'm doing. Like it, it kind of, you know, it just verified that I was kind of doing the right thing and that I was, I wasn't wasting my time. I Is guess. there a game on the horizon now? Or are you working <laughs> on a, a game that you've already been working on or what? Uh... Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I want to improve my Batman time. This is all looping back to Batman. <laughs> uh, because, so, I mean, we were talking about how much work Dexter and Endy put into the game, but there was a new guy that just picked it up about six months ago, I feel like, named uh, Zimmond, uh, also a Swedish runner. I think he's tied for fifth place right now. Uh, he put a lot of work into that game and kind of a lot of behind the scenes work of like how the game actually works, not just, Oh, if you do this, you save a fraction of a second, but why do you save a fraction of a second? Can you make it consistent to get through these enemies? That kind of thing. So he found a way to take a lot of the luck factor out of the game and it's made it more enjoyable to play now. Mm-hmm. So what made it difficult for me to get my ten twenty six that I have isn't a factor anymore because we found ways around the big, the hurdles that I had in, in the run, what to do in act three, when the hoppers give you a bad pattern kind of thing. It's like, well, Zimmon found a way combined with everything else we knew with the game to make it more consistent. So mm-hmm. I want to get back to that one and try and get, I want to say, get into the top five. I don't know if that'll happen, but uh, I think, yeah, cause there's a four way tie. There's a four way tie for fourth right now or three-way tie for fourth. So if I could break that tie and get like sole possession of fourth place, that would be really cool. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to work towards that one while I kind of investigate other games that I want to play. I actually bought a, uh, a uh, flash cart for my super Nintendo to see if I can expand into some of the games on there that I've never played before. Mm-hmm. So, and then, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, there's so, <laughs> there's so much to choose from and it is a hard thing of, 
and it's part of like you know that first rule of picking a game that you want to play over and over yeah there are some games i really like to play but i do not want to speed run them because i don't enjoy the speed run of it yeah so uh, if if you're still looking at my profile i have a time in uh the legend of zelda the first legend of zelda which is one of my favorite games ever mm-hmm. and i am in 74th place with a time of 35 minutes and 41 mm-hmm. seconds and i love that game I don't know if I'll ever go back to the speed run of that because as much as I love the game, I don't, I don't like the way that it controls and what you have to do in order to beat it fast for a speed. Well, run. And does, does something like that for a game like that, does it risk kind of ruining the game for you as well? Like after a little bit, after trying over and over and over and over and getting to whatever point you get to, do you ever return to it and just enjoy playing it versus having to speed run it? It's it's really hard once you've started speedrunning a, a particular game. It's really hard to approach it casually ever again. Uh, one of my favorite games ever is uh, Ocarina of Time, and I would never speedrun that game because the moment that I do and I start figuring out how to go fast, I can never play it casually again. Right? You can't kind of just take the, or I shouldn't say you can't, but I personally can't just take the foot off the pedal and say, okay, we're just going to stroll through the game as intended. We're not going to do any glitches. We're not going to sequence break the game or anything. Yeah. And it's, it's an issue that I've heard other people talk about as well. Like, um, uh, Trev person who runs uh, Majora's mask. Uh, I was actually, I remember him being asked that very question and he's like, where someone asked him, what's it like when you just casually play Majora's mask? Like, yeah. Do you, do you ever just casually play Majora's mask? Like, no man, like casually playing Majora's mask for me is speed running it now. So it's, <laughs> you, you can't take a favorite game like that and ruin it with speed running if you don't enjoy the speed run for it. So, and that's why it's, that's why you kind of have to pick a game that you can play over and over, but it might not yeah. be your favorite game either. Like I, I love Pokemon blue. I would never speed run that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't enjoy the speed run of it. I'd be constantly thinking about, or sorry, I, I wouldn't enjoy the speed run of it. Cause it's not my style of game to speed run, but um, you can never play it casually after that. Cause now you're constantly thinking about, uh, you know, Oh, is this a good Pokemon? Like is, are his stats good enough? What if, i die here (laughs) like what if i don't have enough potions or something to get through the lieutenant surge fight it's like you constantly have that kind of voice in the back of your head of you're routing the game and you're thinking of time saves and all that kind of stuff it it really does break it when trying to go back casually for any of these games i I have to imagine with a game like poke like pokemon is a massive game and so it's one thing where like you fuck up on batman and you're so you're starting at 11 or 10 minute run or whatever again but like pokemon like if you you fuck up are you you're starting like you're you fuck up 30 hours in or something like that like there have been world records that have been lost in some of these games because of bad luck on the final boss fight Jeez, where you're so and i'll use pokemon red in particular because that's the main one that's speed run for the generation one games um I'm pretty sure it was, uh, what's his name? Exerion had a run die to the Gary fight because he got critical hit. Oh, no way. So he, so Gary gives him a critical hit. He's an hour and 49, 48 minutes into the run and he gets a critical hit due to bad luck and the run's over. Like it's done. You can't restart from there. Yeah. 
kind of thing. And that happens a lot with those really long runs. But the the downside to a game like Batman, where it's, you know, 10, 11 minutes long, is every second matters. Like, if you make a two-second mistake in stage two, I could save two seconds. Endy or Dexter could never save that time back, yeah. right? Whereas a two-hour run, a four-hour run, it's okay if you're 30 seconds behind because you're never going to play perfectly the entire way through. Right. So you can save 30 seconds later. Yeah. So I, I, I find you reset less with the really long games because okay. you don't you don't want to commit another hour and a half to the beginning of the game. You want to see sense. the end of it. But you're also never going to have the perfect run mm-hmm. on, a, on a game more than, I would personally say nothing longer than 20 minutes, you're never going to have a perfect run. So... But which is also really cool because there's always more time to save, mm-hmm. right? Like even uh, uh, like Super Mario Brothers One, they just set a new world record. the The warpless category for Mario Brothers One is around 19 minutes, and I think it's 1901. And there's still time to save off of that. And yeah. uh, Ocarina of Time is constantly getting new world records set for it. Uh, the 100 percent run is is just barely under four hours long now. And there's still new world records being pumped out for that game. So it doesn't matter how short or how long of a run it is. There's, there's people that are dedicating the time to it, to improve it. And they're finding the time somewhere. That's uh, it's just, I feel like it's crazy. It's like hard to fathom, like the, just the dedication and the patience that all of that must require is pretty crazy. You, you have to be really patient with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, if you get angry really easily at a game, if you get frustrated and it causes you to lose motivation, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the hobby for you. Mm-hmm. I've had every speedrunner has had the run, the God run, where you're on the best pace <laughs> you've ever been on in your life and you make a silly mistake and you completely lose the run. Yeah. Um, I've done it. I've Everyone's done it. I've seen... Uh, Mario Brothers 1 guys do it. Mario 64, Zelda players. I've seen Infested Rich, who has years of speedrunning experience. He's done it. Everybody has done it. So if you get incredibly angry at those moments and it makes you want to quit, it's really hard to get that motivation of, well, that was the one. That was my chance kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If you don't already have that, well, we got there once. We can get there again attitude (laughs) about you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, my... What do I have here? Sorry, I'm looking at my profile now. I'm pretty sure my first place is that I have. I have three world records and I have two top tens and then I have a smattering of other ones. Yeah. Kind of thing where I just haven't dedicated enough time to it. Every one of my world records, I had a better pace than that at some point. Okay. And yeah. I blew it. So I'm pretty sure I was on pace for a 1326 in Panic Restaurant at one point and I screwed up a jump and I died. Uh, I have the world record in Jackie Chan's action Kung Fu because of course I do. And I have a 1706 and I'm pretty sure I was on pace for a 1704 at one point and Uh I screwed up a jump and I lost five seconds and I have third place in battle kid. No, I probably never lost that one. Third place is a pretty big window in battle kid. There's like, (laughs) there's two people with a 37 minute time. And then I'm in third place with 40 minutes and 59 seconds. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. fourth place is 41-21. So, like, there's a three-minute window. Like, third place was pretty securely mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. never jumping into second. So, 
but even, yeah, it's, if you have that attitude of this is crap, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to quit because of, because you don't have yeah. the patience for it. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It is really tough. So you kind of already answered how you got into streaming, which is kind of, what was his name? Hyrexen. Yeah. Hyrexen yeah. had kind of encouraged you and got you into it. And I think that's really cool. And it seems like, it seems like you found kind of a cool community within this. Oh yeah. I was, I was incredibly fortunate. Honestly, I was so. And is that, is that typical for speed running? Do you think <laughs> like, is everyone as encouraging and as helpful as that? Or, or did you get really lucky there? In my experience, it is kind with the caveat of it does kind of depend on the type of game that you play. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of good to okay times in a bunch of different types of games. Like I've speed run DuckTales, I've done Batman and Legend of Zelda, which are, you know, those are three very popular games. Right. But I've also done Pizza Pop for the Famicom, right? Which nobody cares about and nobody has heard of. Right. Um, other than me and the other guy who is currently contending for for his world record back, Apollo, who's the guy that got me into the game anyway. Uh-huh. But I find that the speedrunning community is very supportive within the community for the especially the retro speedrunners, I find. But if you're running a game that other people enjoy running, they're gonna kind of gradually find their way to your channel, is what I've noticed. And Almost everyone is supportive. I mean, like every every community has its dicks, its assholes, it's right. it's everybody. But for the most part, yeah, like everyone is incredibly supportive. Yeah, Hyrexen like got me into this into streaming, but he's just the one that kind of started it, and he hung around in my channel and he directed people over to see me. Yeah, but uh, White Hat ninety four, who is a guy that. Uh, beforehand I had never interacted with sent out a tweet saying, Hey, this dude is doing some panic restaurant attempts. You guys should go and check it out kind of thing. It's like, I've talked to him twice maybe in his channel. If that, like he had no reason to show me support, Mm -hmm. but I was playing a game that he had an interest in. So he sent support my way. And I do find that that community is there. And if you're interested in starting streaming, especially as a speed runner, like the community does kind of find you in, in that way. It's if you start submitting your times to to the speedrun.com leaderboards or certain games have their own leaderboards off site, but most of them are on speedrun.com. Yeah. If you start submitting your times onto there, people will start taking notice of, hey, this dude just submitted a, a top 20 time and he's still playing. Like it might be worth kind of checking him out. I've started yeah. following people. Uh, re- honestly, because they submitted a time to Panic Restaurant, and I'm like, "Hey, that's really cool. I'm going to check them out, see if they're still playing it." Oh, they are. That's awesome. Like, and send viewers their way. So I I got fortunate where I kind of found a community through my my weird eclectic tasting games. So, how about new games? Any new games you're looking forward to? <laughs> uh, or is that totally uh, like you don't even do you follow new games? I, I actually don't follow them that much anymore. Okay. I, I am looking forward to Smash just because I really, really do like playing Smash. Yeah. Um, what else has come out recently? I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Like I, I started it when it came out, and then I put it aside for like four months, and then now I'm coming, coming back to it again. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, what else is coming? What's even coming out, man? 
Pokemon Let's Go is out next month. Oh, actually, that one I actually am looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Super Mario Party just came out, and it's fucking dope. Is it actually? I was worried about that. Because it is like like they are basically ignoring that the last two or three ever happened, and it feels like classic Mario Party. Oh, it is perfect. competitive again, and it is like... It is scream at your friends and have the time of your life and hate everything at the same time. Mario oh, Party. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I'm, there's, a, there's a couple of indie projects that were just released that I was looking forward to. Um, Alwa's Awakening was just came out for the Switch, which I want to pick up. It's, I think it's an indie game that came out a, two or three years ago, I think, for PC. Mm-hmm. But they're porting it over to the Switch, so I want to pick that one up. I bought Mega Man 11. Uh, because mm-hmm. apparently if they put Mega Man on something, I'll buy it. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of regretting that purchase. I don't I don't know if it's my style of game. I don't yep. like what they did with it. Okay. The the levels. Have you played it? No, but I heard there's like a kind of time rewindy thing that's very controversial. It, kind of. It's it's not rewind it, but you can slow down time. Okay. So yeah. You have you have a um a time slowing gear and a power gear. And if you use the time slowing gear, then everything slows down and you can react to things a little bit faster. You can get through, you know, tight platforming sections where the crushing wall is coming up behind you. You can get through those faster. And then you have a power gear, which boosts the power of, uh, of your main attack. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool concept, but uh, I don't know. It's just something about the game just doesn't agree with me. I, uh, the level designs are weird where there's a lot of like tight jumps and cheap deaths that I feel like maybe if I was better at the gear system, I'd be able to avoid it. But I spent 30 minutes grinding over one section of the, of the game because I would jump onto a platform and then randomly I would get shot in the face and the knockback would knock me into (laughs) a bottomless pit and I would die kind of thing. It's a cool game, but I'm not sure if I like it. That's kind of, that's my stance on it, but the speed run for it is amazing. (laughs) So (laughs) I was watching someone play it and it's one of those things where it's you kind of get it with the competitive gaming scene too where like I've I've never played League of Legends but someone who casually plays League of Legends and then watches an actual professional league player play league they probably have that same like whoa holy shit look what he's doing kind of moment uh-huh. and a casual player like me playing Mega Man 11 watching a top level speedrunner play Mega Man 11 it's like holy shit i didn't even know you could do that with gears like that's crazy you're just blasting through everything and making <laughs> it look easy <laughs> so no i was playing i was playing that one what else came out i bought undertale finally i hear undertale is excellent it's it's one that my son and i are playing okay. together yeah so like i'm i'm curious i i know enough about it where like i i get the general story i've seen I've seen people play mm-hmm. it before kind of thing, but I've never actually experienced it myself. So I think that one will be really mm-hmm. cool. I think I'm going to actually sit down and play it outside of him. Get a little bit ahead of him in the story so I can give him advice. <laughs> so, Do you, have you uh, played Stardew Valley? No, not yet. Okay. So that one's, that's the farming one. That is right? the farming one. Okay. We've narrowed it down. <laughs> uh, I'm just, it's Stardew Valley is, uh, it's like a, it'll ruin your life. Because it's so addicting. Perfect. So I like those games. It's just one of those games that I, I'm really excited. It's coming. They just announced it's coming to mobile actually as well. So it comes out oh, on cool. iOS next week and Android phones shortly afterwards. But it's just one nice. of those games where you always have 
like the game doesn't really have goals, but you always have like, you're always so close to a tiny objective. And so it's like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. going to play just like, cause you're, and your character has a finite amount of energy every day. So I'm going to play one more day to get to this goal. Like, and then, oh, but then now I'm really close to this other goal. So maybe I'll just play one more day to get there. And that goes over and over and over and over again until, until Michaela's played it for 120 hours. So I, yeah, that <laughs> of all games that she's going to get into. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, w- yeah, with that, what do you say we wrap this up? Yeah, for sure. Man. What, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, online I am everywhere pretty much known as sidetracked s-i-d-e-t-r-a-k-k-d so i stream on twitch whenever i have time i'm unfortunately kind of busy uh i'm on twitter under the same handle and i don't think my youtube is under the same handle i think it's just a random youtube channel that exists out there but twitch is probably the best place twitch is the best place if you ever want to come hang out and see occasionally really shitty games played somewhat (laughs) somewhat fast (laughs) especially if you have an interest in nintendo nes stuff but if you have an interest in speed running in general like i've i haven't been doing it long i've only been doing it a couple of years there's some guys who have been doing it for 10 years plus who have huge communities around them but it's what i enjoy about my channel is that there's about 10 of us that like to hang out there and if you have any questions at all every single one of us is happy to answer them if it's, it's about the game, if it's about speedrunning, reach out to me on Twitter if you want to. And anything mm-hmm. like that. I, I want to get more people into the hobby because I find it a fascinating hobby to do. It it sounds fascinating. Yeah. I feel like I could ask you question after question, but uh maybe maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, for sure, man. Awesome. Uh and as always, I'm at D Cranevelt on Twitter and I'm Captain K17 across gaming platforms. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. And uh, listeners, we'll see you. No, we won't see you ever. But uh, we'll be back next week with more. There's no, Bye. there's no video cast coming out. Uh, no, oh. no. I'd have to do my hair, and you'd have to put on pants. Put, put on a, yeah, put on. Well, no, I still probably wouldn't. There's, we'd use one of those sites that uh, you don't need pants. So now, so I, Geekscape I games coming soon to Pornhub. Dickscape. Dickscape games coming soon to Pornhub. The, the evolution into Dickscape continues. You can use that. You can use your old promos again. <laughs> <laughs>